Welcome back to the Five of Swords. I'm your host for the week, Max Wright. And now, everybody else introduce yourself, please. Oh my god. Fuck you. Say your name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm Sam Dietrich. I'm Baolei. And Nick Turner will not be joining us. Nick is here in spirit. Yeah, everybody Everybody is uh, either dying or has died, so. Paul Rosenberg, too, will not be joining us for the week. Uh, Sam, would you like to go first? Uh, no, I would not actually like to go first because my fucking earbuds are shocking my head. But no, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. It hurts so bad. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, my week has been pretty tame. Again, Max is staying at my house for various reasons, so we've just been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering. Fucking nerds. Shut the fuck up. Bow. Fucking crying over Disco Elysium. I will, bitch. Hypocrite. <laughs> going down to you, Bow. All right. Most of my week was helping people reset their password. And, you know, I'm just going to take some time here to talk about the password reset process of the school. It's awful. It's awful because, A, it relies on security questions, like the three questions, right? And Johnny's are incapable of picking... But, but Johnny's are all about questions, I thought. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Some people... And I don't know why the school let us have this power, but we get to pick the third question as just some insane question. One of them is just, why? Um, <laughs> one of them, actually? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen one of them is just, why? Another one being, who's your favorite philosopher? And someone has called me up and said, hey, I know I put this down as this guy, but it's changed over the years, so now I don't remember anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, it's... Just, what what happened to, hey, what's your mother's maiden's name? You know? Like, what happened to that? This is your password. This is not something that will stick with you for the rest of your life. Just, just pick we have We have to be funny and unique. So you have to reset it every single half a year. No, it's, it's actually time. a year now. Really? Oh I had to reset it six times last year. It was, That's because yeah, you're an idiot, Max. We, we changed the policy this year because... Uh, Turns out, people have to use it more often. I mean, at least our school has a rock room that I'm driving to right now oh, to record okay. this podcast. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. as Sam said, I've been at his house for the past week for various reasons. And before we go into our main topic, we're going to hear a message from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by my searing hatred for Cementos, the character from My Hero Academia. Now, I want you to think about what makes My Hero Academia a good show. Not a great show, only good. In a show about superheroes making a name for themselves, one would expect the quality of a hero to be judged by their design, which is based on two criteria. How captivating their quirk, quirk being the word for superpower in this show, and how appealing the character looks. Cementos, of course, fails at both of these. Let's talk about how he looks first. This isn't a problem of just silly character design. We have a girl that looks and acts like a frog. A man who looks and acts like an orca. And neither of them deserves God's disdain for the amount of effort that was put into Cementos. Why on earth, among such colorful characters like All Might, Eraserhead, Midnight, do we have a fucking rectangular brick? Let alone a gray brick that dresses in a UPS uniform. Is this his costume or was born this way? I refuse to believe the former, as no one can be that creatively bankrupt as to dress up in a gray cardboard box and call himself a top hero. Is his skin then made of cement? How does he grow? How does he sweat? How does he regulate heat? This leads me to how ridiculous his power is. 
Sure, he controls cement. His name is Cementos. We get it. He's nothing but a MacGuffin. So Hirokoshi can build wacky settings for his manga. Cementos serves absolutely no plot relevance, nor fan service. And how does he control any building at all? Cement, mind you, is only part of the building material. You know what else is in concrete? Metal spikes, sand, gravel, aggregates. Cementos cannot be that useful for any modern applications as the show claims. He has nothing but an outdated quirk that would destroy everything he touches. That is, if they don't look at his stupid face first. Anyways, welcome to Five of Swords, where anything goes down with a huncho. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Mr. Lay, for your... You really did bring up a good point about the fucking buildings not being made out of everything. Like, that was actually really... I'm more intrigued by how he was born. Because the thing is, he's definitely, like... It, that's his skin. Like, his mouth fucking moves. Like, that's him. So how... Right. Did this pop out of... How does he grow? Like, how did that happen? How does he grow? Right? Three like... questions you brought up. But we, um... We don't have time for the seminars over, and we're going to move on to our uh, our uh, main topic, which is things that we can do during quarantine. Because I'm sure everybody else is just as stuck inside as all of us are. Yeah, we uh, realize that in praxis, the um, whole weekly recap thing is really fucking boring when all of us will just go around the fucking proverbial table and say, yeah, so like, I've done nothing. I woke up. I got out of my bed, I walked upstairs, you know, looked outside, and that was my day. And then I did that six more fucking times before we recorded the podcast. So, yeah, instead, we have decided to sort of compile things that we have been doing to keep ourselves sane uh, during this quarantine, be it books, comics, games, shows, movies, whatever. Uh, We've all sort of made our own little list of things that we figured we'd share with you, so hopefully you guys also don't end up making a podcast called the five of swords so who wants to go first my first recommendation is movies by the director martin mcdonough and when i say that i mean three movies martin mcdonough has a really impressive track record but first movie he directs um the most recent one is three billboards outside ebbing missouri which is such an emotional and great movie and i can talk on and on about it it deserves every praise it gets. Um, the second movie is In Bruges, which is a dark comedy with uh, people making very strange accents. That was, that was the same director? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, and, really? And you wow. know who the thir- what the third movie is? I don't oh. know if you watch it, but it's Seven Psychopaths. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That's some range. Goddamn. I mean, I can see the similarities now that you point them out, but holy shit. I did not know. To go from In Bruges to Three Billboards is yeah, insane. Three Billboards. I watched Three Billboards because of you. And you, you, I won't forgive you, but also I love you for recommending that movie because the amount of sort of levity that provides, for me at least, the perspective of how fucked up justice in the world can be sometimes. It's such an uncompromising film. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everyone in that movie acted so well too. Have you seen have you seen any of them, Max? No, I have not. But now I'm interested. Okay. Because again, yeah. nothing to do during quarantine. So Well, you know, Sam can strap you down to a chair, tie you up and I, make I, you watch well, it. Oh, Jesus sounds... Christ. Okay. It's worth it. Yeah, I think he can just watch them on his own time. Why did I have to get involved in this weird Because <laughs> you live together? Well, for like a week, <laughs> but yes. Oh, Jesus. 
Sam, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess my first thing on the list is uh, it's a comic series called The Wicked and the Divine. It's spelled The Wicked plus The Divine. Yeah. And the, really, really, the only way I can put it is it's it's as the saying goes, one of them ones. It, it, it forgoes the top of the pile and goes in its like own pile, reserved for like the days where you can just sit back and like read it with some pie and coffee. The basic premise is that like every ninety years, a group of gods known as the Pantheon get reincarnated as mortals. And in their mortal life are showered in with like fame and otherworldly power for two years as part of this never ending cycle called the recurrence. And I really don't want to get too deep into the plot because I need you guys to go out and experience it yourselves. It's so simple, but like done so well. And if you if you if you're a fan of like things that have supernatural intrigue, interesting sort of riffs on mythological characters, and this like ultimately human and bittersweet tale about life and death i genuinely beg you go out read them god damn i have the first like four volumes i'll mail them to you i i read it because of you sam because you recommended it and it is one of the most beautiful comics you'll it, ever read it really is. from the art to the characters to the, the way that they interact with each other the world is so interesting and it's such a like it is the definition of like the like bittersweet tale you know um, I would like to recommend the video game Morrowind. I'm sure most people have heard of Skyrim and maybe Oblivion, but uh, Morrowind is all of their predecessor. Uh, I think it'd be it's a it's a great game. It's a enormous world that's incredibly in depth, and you can play it for hours and hours and hours. But it's one of its best aspects is that it takes up almost no space on a computer. Almost anybody can run it. Um, you can download it on a Mac with a program called OpenMW, which is it takes no effort to install. It only costs almost nothing these days, and it's just one of the most in-depth and just enveloping video games you can play. It, it, it just it has a world that actually feels like it's alive. You can talk to almost anybody. It has a pretty good story, but the point is that you can just play it for as long as you want and just get absolutely lost. How do I say this? Skyrim and uh, Oblivion was, was written by like you know MIT interns or whatever. This game's writer um, probably went on an amphetamine binge when when he wrote this game. Okay, yeah, I can't I can't remember if this is the one with Maroon's Dagon. It is the one with no, no Maroon's Dagon is Oblivion. This is the one with Dagon, right? Yeah, but it's such a detailed world. Like every single bit of it has insane attention to detail. Every book actually you can most books you can pick up and it actually has text in it. It's just such a good game. And it's just very well, open. Finish your amphetamine binge, pal. I mean, not just that it's well-written, but it's also insane. There was, you can find a mage who makes clones of himself, but female clones of himself, so he can have sex with them and make wait, more wait, clones what? of himself. Um, yes. Wait, wait. Yes. There, you also can be part of uh, a drug mule um, yeah, operation where you... Yeah, where you escort a Khajiit back to her owner's house where the owner cuts up the Khajiit and, like, drags okay. out... <laughs> Mr. Lay is making this game sound a little bit more sketched than it has to be, but it's very accessible yeah. to all. But you get lost in it. It is true. That's why um, you play it. It's also worth noting that while it is... If you download the Open Morrowind program, um, it fixes most of the game-breaking bugs the original had and also makes it just smooth out the FPS issues, everything else. It's the kind of game where it's a little bit broken by development standards, but it lets you do so much. Like the like the potion system, if you you can break it to the point where you can give yourself like infinite intelligence stats, whatever. 
it's just a creative playground. You can give yourself infinite jump stats if you work hard enough and just throw yourself across the island for fast travel. It's it's just a good time. <laughs> Morrowind is a completely balanced game. <laughs> a broken no very game, in a very good way. You know, you want to play it. You want to experience like the bugs as well because you might just step outside of the town and a bandit carrying a twig that has a chance of paralyzing you can just lock you in paralyzing. That sounds you... so fun. <laughs> is... I can't wait to experience that over quarantine. Max Max put it really well. He was like, yeah, it takes out the game-breaking ones, like when you uh, walk into a door at the wrong angle and it corrupts your save file. <laughs> what an amazing game. It is, it is a masterpiece, and everybody should experience it. It's overlooked by its brethren, Skyrim and Oblivion. Highly recommend it. Who wants to go next? Let's do a book recommendation. I've been reading um, the second book in the Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. I'm a big fantasy fan, so that's mostly what I read. I would recommend the series uh, because Patrick Rothfuss has really nice prose. It it reads really well, and it's it's a very interesting story too of basically recounting what makes an urban legend. Um, there's a pretty well-developed system of magic, but also mixed in with, like, science. Yeah, and I'm really excited for the third book. It's I think it's releasing soon-ish, right? Stormlight Archives is Brandon Sanderson, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, yes, Patrick, also read Patrick that. Patrick Rothfuss yeah. is Name of the Wind, and then Wise Man's Fear? Yep. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also do read uh, Stormlight Archive, because it, that's pretty awesome, too. It is and, a really good book. And the fourth book is dropping this September. Yeah, I guess it's... Uh, Your turn. Yeah, my go. All right. So I guess my second recommendation uh, is a game called Night Call. Uh, puts you in the role of a... It's a sort of visual novel style game. It puts you in the role of a man coerced into becoming a detective in the most roundabout way possible in that you are sort of roped into investigating the very serial killer that left you for dead uh and you do so by basically doing your job which is being a parisian cab driver uh and the gameplay is really really simple for people who aren't like gamers i guess in air quotes whatever that's supposed to mean uh, and that's because what makes the game shine really is the conversations that you have with the passengers since that really makes up the bulk of what you're doing in the game uh and i guess one of the things that it made me realize especially playing it during quarantine, uh, is these are some pretty trying times in real life, and sometimes the barest acts of human connection are such a valuable thing. And it recreates those bonds really, really well. You end up really feeling for and being invested in the stories of these passengers and their lives and wants and needs. Uh, I, I will say, though, that the game does suffer from some tonal whiplash from time to time. Like, case in point, one time... I went from escorting two kids who sort of rope you into helping finish their D&D campaign to talking to a literal, actual ghost of a kid who was murdered. Uh, so yeah, another downside is that the actual investigative elements tend to be really, really punishing if you don't know what to look for or how to put it together. And not in like the constructive sandbox kind of way. It is very clearly there's a right way to do it, and it just doesn't give you help, even in the easiest mode, which warrants a sort of frustrating amount of playthroughs to get it right 
But other than that, really, the conversations in that game make it well worth it. So nice, nice. Um, yep. Uh, I would like to recommend a book series that uh, I was reminded of in a, just from a conversation I had. Then recently started rereading called the Earthsea Cycle, starting with the Wizard of Earthsea. It's uh, high fantasy, but it's written in a. It has a. It, the writer does a great job. It's it's very similar to Tolkien in just the overall world building sense, but it completely stands on its own legs. It's in its own way. It's when you read it, you complete. You don't make your your mind makes no comparisons between the two. Um, it has. It, again, the prose is just great. It flows very well. The book is pretty long, but it went by just and just felt like an hour or two. Um, each book kind of builds on the previous ones. It just builds this really interesting world that just shows the characters from the previous books, like the main character of the first book, uh, this wizard named Ged. It's like the story of the book follows him entirely. And in the second book, for example, it follows a different a girl um, who then halfway through meets Ged in his older age, and it like kind of it just builds on itself, and it's just it's a it's a great book series. I'd highly recommend it. I My too, last. Hmm? I I too love the Wizard of Rosie series. It, it is sort of it along with the Wheel of Time is a sort of like like I think the analogy Bao used of like if MIT grad students made Skyrim and Oblivion, it's like sort of like if like Tolkien sort of made like the graduate level fantasy or like or whatever like ursula Le Guin, uh wheel of time stuff like that it, it, Discworld, terry pratchett all sort of are the next evolution of where that genre should go uh but anyways yeah you're gonna know. you're gonna rile up some uh some of tokian's fan base with that comment you don't say you don't have to go against tolkien like they're it's just it stands basically completely on its own i'm just more saying if you like tolkien's books you would particularly enjoy it i think it, it's an it's an evolution of, and that's not necessarily saying it's better than, but it is a sort of the next step in terms of like storytelling with Tolkien. Tolkien is the sort of mythologized epic storytelling, whereas Earthsea tends to like, as Max puts it, jump around from perspectives and build on itself in a very very interesting way uh, from a storytelling perspective. Uh, my last recommendation is. Um as sort of two very similar games made by the same people they're called sunless sea and sunless skies it is an adventure game um it's also a story game where you basically control a ship and you travel around explore new places and each place you happen upon have like a storyline that you get to read and it's very well written like it, not just the prose but the the things that can happen to you it's a living, breathing world that changes, and you actually make an impact upon it. Sunless Sea, uh, it was the first... Well, technically, it's the second game. The first game was made on a browser for free, so you can try that out as well. It's called Fallen London. Basically, London has sunken to the bottom, like the undersea, beneath the surface of the Earth. The sun is, like, too bright now, and... um you are just a single captain with his crew who travels the the Zeth, as they call it. It's, it's a beautiful game with a lot of twists and turns. It might get a little frustrating whenever you die and you have to restart all over again. You have to go through the same stories, but it's worth playing through at least once just to see. Yeah, as you can tell from... Balanized game choices. We love things that are rewarding experiences, but ultimately also 
exercises in frustration and managing the crushing weight of having to start over a darkest dungeon run or you know it's oh, a really yeah. quick honorable mention this isn't my third option but if you want a true like a that kind of game that just takes a while look up net hack really quick it's a part of video game history it's an absolute jump wait what's that hack it's the original original on a video game it's 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 the original roguelike it's it's ASCI. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so janky, but it's very rewarding once you figure out how to make it work. After you die on the first room like six times straight, it's it's a it's a relic of its past, but it's also pretty good. Yeah, my my third recommendation is actually, ironically enough, probably would have been a better segue, uh, <laughs> but it's a book called By the Sword by Richard Cohen. Mm. And it, yeah, it's like, oh, the fucking defensors made fucking thing with the sword. Oh. Uh, and, on, and on the surface, it does sort of seem like something that would cater purely to fencers and like sword enthusiasts and, you know, people who live by the blade. Uh, but it's surprisingly accessible in this sort of really engaging odyssey that charts the sword's relevance in human culture from like the earliest days of the Roman gladius to Peter Westbrook and his historic Olympic run in modern day, like Olympic fencing. Um, it cites a surprising amount of philosophical and ac academic, uh, the like people and themes and works and people that we actually read in the program. Um, so it actually is an oddly perfect fit for Johnny's. And it's this sort of like comprehensive breakdown of how dueling fencing and the blade influence each era of human history. Uh, it's a really quick read. Uh, Highly recommended if you're looking for something that's like sort of one part academic history and one part love letter to swordplay. Max? All right, thanks. Um, yeah, okay. So my last recommendation is actually a movie called Loving Vincent. It's an hour and a half-ish. It's a movie based on a guy trying to just track the death of Vincent van Gogh. It's not super fast-paced, but it is the most, from my experience at least, the most beautiful movie I have ever watched. It's not animated or acted out. Every single frame is hand-painted by a team of artists in Vincent van Gogh's style, and it is absolutely gorgeous. The plot is good, but oh my god, it's, it could have no plot, and it'd be amazing to watch for an hour and a half. It's also pretty interesting if you're interested in art, especially if you're interested in van Gogh. I would highly recommend it. It's just a great movie. Yeah, I, I agree. It It is very be beautiful just to watch it and then you know once you're done watching that and you and you start crying you just play the song vincent by don mclean and then you cry some more because then you cry about good. cementos then, yeah yeah or do you scream into the night about cementos scream into the I, I rant on i rant on 4chan usually <laughs> about cementos oh dear god <laughs> he deserves it anyway i Sam, uh, do we have anything else, or should we finish it up? Those, those are all my recommendations. I mean, if there's anything more, yeah, sure. Read Catch-22. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a game that I wasn't entirely sure, it's sort of on my honorable, mention, honorable mentions, is um, a game called World of Horror. It's this sort of like weird point-and-click RPG-ish deck building-ish game that's a love letter to Lovecraft, Junji Ito, and sort of small-town mystery. Uh, I, I am hesitant to sort of recommend it as a quarantine thing to do because it is a really stressful, stressful fucking game. Uh, but it's also absurdly fun and yet again fitting with the theme of shit not being... Like, shit being 
very frustrating but very rewarding it is one of those games where you can find a katana that will ensure that you win every combat encounter and then pull the wrong card in the event deck and fucking die going up a set of stairs um, yeah oh my let, god let's it's only the second to... episode and we're already on jinjo ito so I yeah mean... <laughs> yeah like, sure. it, it's not really like it, it's not an ito work but the art style is very much a recreation of ito's art style and the theme is very Lovecraftian. It's it's such it's it. If you're looking for something that will stress you the fuck out during quarantine, which I'm sure you are, it's a it's a great a great experience. And I regret buying it, but I really don't. What a resounding endorsement from San Dietrich. That's why it's an honorable mention. That's why it's an honorable mention. It it, it it's not really quarantine relaxation fodder. Uh, another just. It's a, one other game worth mentioning. Um, if there's a good chance, if you're already interested, it you probably have heard, heard about it. The whole Kotor series. If you are interested in Star Wars, it's a bit again a little bit dated, but it is also a really good game series. You can play it for a long, long time if that's the kind of thing you're into. Max, what's it called? Oh, co- oh, fuck. Knights of the Old Republic, a Star Wars game series. <laughs> um, but short yeah, to Kotor for the most part. There are two games, and both of them you are just. You can either just run through the main story and like there are 20, 20, 30 hours, but there's so much good side content, like legitimately good side content with like side characters that actually just become part of the main story if you want them to. It's it's a great game, both of them. Uh yeah, another another honorable mention. <laughs> Masturbation. No, uh, <laughs> uh just just <laughs> great. <laughs> amphetamine i really thought that's for some reason that sounded way funnier in my head no it's funny it's funny. no it's not, it's not. it really yeah, is really <laughs> because it's what everybody's Everyone's it, doing it anyway what are you recommending that's a given yeah that's a that's a pretty big given we're all we're all cooped up yeah by that logic we'd like to recommend pornhub.com for you <laughs> no 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 there are way better choices <laughs> you know if you're looking into this um, <laughs> just go off the rails if, so if you if you want if you want actual like good good <laughs> masturbation material, simply click on the learn more button. On oh our yeah, Facebook no, page. on our Facebook page, click on the learn more button. Uh, special shout outs to the person who made us privy to its existence. Uh, you know who you are, and we will never forgive you. I um, mean, I knew about it before that, but why they brought it to my attention? Tell, tell us, pal, why? Uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not say. It is a good game. No, I'm sure it is. You fair. can make good games like that good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, click on that learn more page. Uh remember that you guys asked for this. We're uh we're uh we're doing good. If you're interested, uh, especially after reading Sam's book, uh please come to fencing next year. We'd love to have you. It's a great way to get some exercise can... and meet new people like us. If that that sounds horrible. We're fucking awful people. Never mind. <laughs> you can <laughs> no, one hundred and eighty. You can you can also generate some pretty 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 fun memories that uh, don't necessarily have to do with the program. Like I know all of us, we compete. We have a bunch of like really funny fucking stories from like competitions. Uh, yeah, we we figured maybe we'd share those with you guys. I don't know, like as part of the plug. Yeah. No, I'll start. Um, you can generate memories like this in more. Jesus. Uh. The the best thing is we get to go compete against other schools. Like that we're like one of the three activities on campus that does that. Besides croquet and um crew, 
right? And you get to make a lot of friends. There's this guy I say hi to every time I see him at competition. We both don't know each other's names. I'm assuming uh, yes. Aristotle's definition of friendship. It's the guy <laughs> that I say hi to every time I see him. Yeah, and we're we're on like good terms. But um, I guess one funny story is um, this club is usually so small that if you show up often enough, you will end up in position of leadership. That's basically what happened to me. And uh, my predecessor, the previous uh, archon of this club, they're both named the same thing, so we, we don't have to say which one, but they're both called Sean. So one of the Seans, I won't say who, um, while he was leading the club, it was freshman year, I think, where the weebs in this club, you know who you are, started calling him Daddy. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I remember what? that. Yeah, I, yeah. Wait, you weren't there for it. Sam, I, I thank God I was not. But you can guess who. You can guess. Who. Uh, you should be able to I guess can? who. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. One of our foil team members. Anyway, um, one of they chose to call one of them, <laughs> one of the Shans, Daddy, and the other one, Papa. And one of them thought it's hilarious, yeah. and the other one actively tried to rip their heads off for it, and it was pretty funny. Over, over. Yeah, so expect a lot of inter-club violence uh, from the fencing club next year is what this story has demonstrated to me. Um, <laughs> if you speak up to a leader, they will kill you. <laughs> you will be left behind by the pack. You will be that baby wolf. <laughs> I mean, it's quarantine. Fuck it. They don't care. None of them care. They expected this. I have come to terms with the fact that we have just become the dank, and we're not even that dank. It's fine. You know what? My fencing club story... It is I have several that I had to choose from because, I, as some of you know, I had a fencing career before I came to the school. Unfortunately, probably shouldn't tell some of those stories. Grapes. Don't really want to name names. No, shut the fuck up. I'm not telling the hey, do you want any grapes story. You've already gone too far yet. <laughs> so dumb. All right, fine. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, so one of my teammates who I trained with, who will remain unnamed, is one of the better women's epi fencers in America. Um, and so there was a pre-Worlds training camp for her at my old fencing club. Shout out DC Fencers Club. Stop by there if you have time, I guess. We're turning this into a plug for everything now. So this entails a girl who will also remain nameless. We learned from our mistakes from last episode. Uh, who a lot of people regarded as very, very, very attractive. I didn't really see it, but I did. And you so did. you did what you did. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't worry. We'll get don't worry. I'm already gonna shame myself enough by telling the story and putting it in a public fucking forum, Max. Oh. So my parents used to pack me lunches for camp, which will become relevant in a little bit, trust me. Another fact that will become relevant later is that fencing girls oftentimes change at their bags because it's usually just like sports bras and shorts underneath the gear. So for whatever fucking reason, during a lunch break at this camp, I have a Tupperware container of fucking grapes that my mom packed me. Uh, and I'm like 14. And this girl has to be like 17, 18. Probably, no, not even. Probably like 19, 20. Um, so I walk up to her while she is changing, like the suave, suave god that I am, and ask her very candidly, hey, do you want any grapes? And she looks at me. And she says, no, thank you, I'm fine, as any logical fucking human being would. 
And then as the illogical idiot that I am, I respond with, no, please take some. My mom packed too many because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, yes. So, so, and so I turn around. And so I, oh, so I turn around and the whole campus stops eating and they're looking at me. And I look at them and I say, what? My mom packed too many fucking grapes. <laughs> and then I walked back and that was the end of that story. It really didn't have anything to do with fencing. But you can definitely generate memories like that at our club. Do you want to be embarrassed in front of everybody there? I've had some pretty great moments. Uh, one problem you find when you're fencing is that people are reflexively parry downwards, which tends to force, uh, including me, which tends to force the other Oh my god, I know where this is going. Downwards. Uh, so we had a pretty good tournament uh, later earlier this year, before the quarantine. And uh, we were fencing one of the better schools there. And uh, one of their best fencers, who was uh, getting a, a pretty close bout, uh, I go forward. And, well, they lunge, I do the predictable flick downward, and uh, feel a, a numb sensation. I keel over, wondering what it was. Everybody looks at me. Uh, I start moaning in agony. As it turns out, I had directed the weapon directly into my balls. I could not stand. I start moaning in agony. We get an Evan Cole in this bitch. Embarrassing myself in front of everybody. It was a great time. Except I won, so it was okay in the end. He, he forgot He forgot to add on to the part where the guy was like, are you okay? And Max goes, yes. And then... Five seconds later, go... He's like, you, he's, he's like well, he's like, you could take an injury break. You could take like a 10-minute break. And then Max is like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And then like he starts fencing. And he starts doing like this weird like like pee-pee dance on strip and i'm like oh god something's wrong and then max suddenly goes like you know maybe i do need that injury break and then just starts like keeling over in pain uh and i i'm not saying that like the allure of the fencing club is that you get hit in the dick uh but it's really funny when it happens to your teammates it really is um it's happened to me once uh i don't know if it's happened to you sam it has oh, it's happened to me a couple i have i have a story about that actually that is um it's not it's p it is not pg i do have a story about like nut nuts in fencing remember our last podcast is this a pg podcast all right all right all right all right all right this is the pp podcast <laughs> no, so i was going with that but okay no, no no don't worry about it i know i know don't worry Nick's story sucked whatever fine we understand don't worry he will never deliver a sponsored message ever again um we have sewn his mouth shut it's fine no, so I was at another training camp um, uh, with uh, one of my one of my team former teammates was fencing a Hungarian Olympian, and they were like going super. They were going ham. They were going at it. They were they were like seriously taxing each other, and it was great to watch. And then uh, there was a misplaced parry eight, and this was a camp where uh, it was sort of understood that you knew what the fuck you were doing. So people were wearing like sweatpants and not necessarily knickers underneath those sweatpants sometimes. And it turns out that uh, Andras Redley wasn't wearing knickers under his sweatpants. Knickers are like fencing pants that are protecting you for this exact reason. Um, my teammate's blade go like snaps and goes through his groin, like through the groin of his pants and cuts his fucking testicle. And this man, this God, this Adonis Andras Redley takes it stone faces the immense pain i'm sure he is feeling walks over to a first aid box 
puts a band-aid on his nuts, goes back on strip, finishes the day fencing. So you can compare me and this god of the sport. I fall over and moan on the ground for six minutes. Instead of the virgin lying on the ground versus the Chad taping your balls off. No, we don't. Don't don't bring that meme here, yeah. Max. Yeah, no, I'm gonna cut that out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get Everything else doesn't get cut out. Your butt is salt, but we cut out the we're dropping hosts left and right next thing you know it's gonna be two uh yeah last man standing <laughs> just remember stay thirsty my friends and uh let the weight of your sins um carry you into hell where the fuck did that come from i don't know dog no but anything goes down with a huncho please stop no. saying that no so what, we end with one rap song per episode. <laughs> Do we? Oh, right. Is that we now did, the rule? We did it last time. did we end with last time? Uh, Kama Sutra. Oh my god. Oh yeah, true. I'd like to shout out uh, Deliverance by Bubba Sparks no. as uh, this episode's ending. Uh, if you've ever heard of the genre hip-hop, Bubba Sparks <laughs> is one of the uh, forebearers of that genre. I highly recommend you check it out because it is not only incredibly racist, but also really bad. <laughs> Thank you. So, On that note, so, we'll see so you next week. Please. Thank you for listening. <laughs>